I'm Steve. I'm Kelly. And this is 90 Day Fiancé Coupled with Chaos. Just start the thing. Just start the thing. All right. That's a great intro. I'm using that. 90 Day Fiancé Happily Ever After, Season 6, Episode 8, All Shook Up. I'm here with Chipper and Happy Kelly. <laughs> She's happy. So because she's so happy, I think we should get into the lightest and happiest part of this episode. And that is Mike and Natalie. That is very positive and happy and uplifting. No. It is not? No. It's Hmm. similar to my day. I love that Michael, right off the bat, it was about the turkey sandwich at the beginning. He called it his mommy dearest sandwich. Yeah, what? Which completely makes sense. Yes, of course I want a turkey sandwich. Do we get past the point? We're still at the point where she called her a hooker last week. And I'm no, more she did. I'm more convinced now than ever that she she did that. I'm sure she did. I had no doubt whatsoever. They use and you see it all the time, people using the term gaslighting, gaslighter. I'm like, I don't care what that means. I don't even know that I know what that means. <laughs> I now know what that means. Yes. As Natalie is sitting in the back of that truck. And Just fanning the them, flames. The two of them are back yeah. there barking at her. Yeah, it was terrible. It's just bad. I think Natalie, although don't get me wrong, Natalie comes out there and Trish she's, is offering her a scarf. She was acting very childish yes, and immature. She was. Not getting on the escalator, leaving a big walking. All that is very childish. And then but, telling a story about mom. Mom says that I sh- I shouldn't talk to you anymore. But here's the thing. Let's that. think about it. It is entirely possible that Natalie has never in her life had to deal with someone like Trish. That is entirely possible. Have you ever had to deal with someone like Trish? I mean, it's Trish. That's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It's pretty extreme. So I would say most people probably haven't had to deal with someone as extremely harsh as Trish. I mean, let's look at what Trish did. A lot. And that's just what we know. So it's just possible that Natalie has no clue how to deal with this woman. So she just tried to step away. I have nothing to do with you. Don't talk to me. Don't offer me anything. Yeah. You know, I'm, t- I'm stepping back. I, th- I think that's what happened. It made Natalie come across as childish. It did. And it gave them fuel. It did. To light her up with. But. It does not negate how horrible a person Trish is and how horribly and disrespectfully she treated Natalie every step of the way. All the Anything way. she did that wasn't intentionally mean was surface for appearances. Yeah. That Natalie, I think maybe Natalie could have, you would have liked her to say, I'm uncomfortable. I'm going to spend the rest of the time on the porch. I'll be ready to go. I'm ready to go whenever you guys are. Could have been maybe a better way to handle right. that. Obviously, she could have been much more grown up about it. But, Michael, but nobody else is being adult either, so... Why should she be Why should she no, be No, no, they think they're being adult. What did I do to defend you? Oh, that was a load the, of crap. The marriage interference, the career stuff... Calling her a hooker. Saying she's getting too old and needs to hurry up and have a kid. That's... Everything she said had a tinge of insult to it. 
You know what Michael, Michael expected her, if you think my mom called you a hooker, then bring it up to her. Yeah, that's not even her mom. Michael didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. And so I was wondering. He never tried to defend her, to, you know, assume that she was offended and and try to straighten it out. None of that. Maybe this is a misunderstanding. Let's sit down and talk about it. He did not do any of that. He so took bye. his mom's side, period. Bye. You're overreacting. See you never. You misunderstood. You, you, you. So it wasn't until I saw this again, maybe in the pillow talk, that I thought, I see exactly how it happened. They were packing up the cameras, moving away. There's a camera in front, camera behind. And I think you heard a different, almost like a whisper from Trish to Michael that said, get it done, Michael. Give her $5,000 and send her back to Ukraine. Yeah. And that she was said like a, it. That was like a private conversation. She that said got it caught. softly. Uh-huh. And you could tell it wasn't intentional to be heard. Uh-huh. But we heard it. And it just lets you know. You heard the tone. You heard all of it. They'd been talking about this already. Right. And it was as nasty as everything else she's had to say. And it Bitter, falls in line with the hook. Mean. Yes. And they think we went out of, Trisha says, I went out of my way to treat her respectfully. She did not. Well, she did eat her soup. <laughs> and that probably wasn't very good. I assume that it was not. Seeing what else she's cooked. <laughs> Taking down that cold borscht probably was not the best thing. Yeah, cold is not good. <laughs> it's just, um, it's just bad. You know, and they're at the airport. And they just keep going. And the two of them go together. And at no point are they reaching out to her. To make her feel better. I don't know the solution. All that um, Michael said to her. She even said get your head out of your ass. This is when you looked at me and said if you. You were mad at me. (laughs) You said if you ever talk to me that way. (laughs) It'll be the last time we talk. (laughs) And I didn't even do anything. I'm innocent. But I felt like uh, I'd done something wrong. (laughs) <laughs> that was fair warning. They do, oh, I just, I, just appalled. Consider the source is what she kept saying to Michael. Yes. Consider the source. I'm considering her as the source for everything she had to say. And I, what was this long goodbye of theirs? They talk every Weird. morning for three hours on the phone. Mike has no business being married. I talked to you today on the phone on the way home from work. It was probably about 35 minutes. Uh-huh. I was, uh, you know, I was out. We were done. Not a whole, and we had a lot to talk about today. We did have a lot to talk about. You were a little bitter. I'd love to get into why you were bitter. I <laughs> guess that is a spoiler alert. For our regular our podcast. regular podcast. Next so, week. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to talk about it a little. No. Well, I'm just going to say that you went in a place. I'm trying to put it behind me. Yeah, you went in a place, a store, and did something, and then left and came back in real quick. Yeah, and I was in a hurry the whole time. And I had a kid in a hot car. The workers in the store to a customer mocking you when they thought you weren't there. Yes. Yes, they, they didn't notice that I came back in. And I'm literally standing at the desk in front of them while he imitated me physically oh, being in a hurry. That's incredible. And was laughing about it. Oh. To a customer. Man. And other employees. I said, I want to go back there. And I me stood there with be a planted face. in the store just looking for something. 
and have the same thing happen again. And I'd like to just stand there and watch them. I want to record them and see what they do. I mean, what was he going to say? I stood there and let him play it out. And then he turned around and he saw me. Oh, he had his back too? Yeah. Oh, that's Because he was imitating me. That's good. And so I waited for him to turn around and see me standing there watching him oh, mock me. That's good. So you want to know what's in the movie? That's why. Yeah. Mike I says go, really? Everybody. Everybody loves mom's scarves. These are just scarves. There's nothing special. They just, There's you know what? Special. They just tell her they love the scarves. Right. It's just a scarf, right? They probably say they love the scarf so she'll go you ever away. ever seen, what was that? It's, is that a, trying, Madame Lafarge? Is that a Tale of Two Cities? No, it's, uh, I don't remember which Shakespeare thing that was, but she's always there knitting the whole time in the back or sewing something. That's what that is. Forgive me for not... That was eighth grade English. I think yeah. I read that. But that's what I think of Trish. She's just wicked evil. She is. I'm One of the so nastiest thankful. people that I've seen. Betty... I mean, not Betty. Um, uh, Debbie can turn pretty nasty. She we can. see that on the tell. But yeah. she is still has some moments where she's at least happy. Or pretends to be kind. Right. <laughs> Trish doesn't even do that. No. She's just mean. Bitter angry person i'm so thankful that i am blessed with a nice mother-in-law <laughs> because i don't know what i'd do with somebody like that well, just i would, would cut just go out, off right i would not tolerate being treated like that now in the preview they go my natalie can't be talked to when she's like this and you know what michael does <laughs> when you try to talk to him he rolls his eyes about anything we're not, I'm talking not talking about, about that we're not talking about the nudie pics that people are sending <laughs> we're not talking about it my shock and you kind of warned me because we didn't watch it together. Was the reaction of the pillow talk people? To yeah. This. Look, Natalie was a bit negative in the previous seasons, and we get it. I get it now. But we've switched teams because yeah, most certainly. the opposition is so much worse. Yeah, I don't know what to do. <laughs> we, it's like the tale of two evils with these people. We get um, Libby and Andre. We get Andre working out with his kettlebell in the backyard. Evidently, nobody in Florida is allowed to work out inside. <laughs> we have back porch yoga. <laughs> if you can call it yoga. We have back porch, I guess, sitting. Stretching. There must have been wine glasses close. I'm yeah, I'm sure. That happened. And then we get Andre lifting a keggle bell out in the backyard. Uh, he's just pull, pulling that around. I'm not sure. We get, so the girls, the daughters get all together. At Jen's kitchen. Because mm -hmm. Jen, wh what do we know about Jen? What is Jen? A peacemaker. <laughs> That's what she does. <laughs> that they have to go to her as the neutral party to work this out. And they come at it, and they're still scowling at each other. Mm -hmm. You still have an attitude? No, I'm fine. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I'm smiling, and you're not. <laughs> like, geez. Here we go. This isn't over. And you Another can tell. difficult crowd. It's still not over. Girl meeting. Of course, here comes the wine. Here comes the wine. And do you have an attitude? No, I don't. I'm smiling. She says. And then Becky gets into the Andre thing, and it's they're hashing more of the same stuff. Andre's trying to butt in, and not a whole lot really going on there. It was really not a lot to happen with them. No. Where do you see this going? We get a little preview more of, the of same. them. It'll just get uglier and uglier. I Nobody's going to change their attitude. I didn't notice on the clip if... I, I can't imagine Charlie went in the RV. 
They're driving up separately. Well, he said he wouldn't. Yeah, and I'm sure he did. But we'll see. Or they're in the back, whatever bedroom there is, filming stuff for the OnlyFans. That's <laughs> probably what they're doing. That's so gross. Yeah, it is. His wife looks like a porn star. <laughs> yeah. So I think that even Becky, when you're talking about that, that And he said Andre just showed up at the property. How how false what a false narrative everything is. Andre didn't show up there. If you remember how it went, he went, picked up Chuck, and the two of them went to the property and met Charlie. Uh-huh. Andre didn't insert himself. Right. He was All along, Chuck's he was little doing driver. What Chuck expected. Even when he went by himself to the house to work, it was because Chuck expected him to do that on his own time, and he did. I thought in the preview that Becky sat in a spot where she could hear every yeah. single thing Andre was talking to Chuck about. Yeah. And of course, she can't course keep she quiet did. and butts in. I'd love to know how or what happened when Andre pulled Becky out of there. Becky shouldn't have gone outside with Andre. I mean, Andre's not going to beat her up or anything. We're pretty convinced of that. But nothing good's going to happen. Right. I love that Andre was driving. All of them. Uh-huh. In the RV. Yes. Yeah. He's in control. Why don't you guys drive? Because they can't drive an RV. Nobody would trust him. <laughs> and they have always had one too many. Mm-hmm. I probably have not been any more uncomfortable than I was during the Kalani and Asuelu scenes. We've been in sex yes. shops before with 90... Not us. We've no, not been we've in never sex. been. <laughs> but we've, we've seen 90 Day Fiance couples go in here before. Yeah. I think that Asuelu doesn't... Annie and David did it. ...doesn't have a filter. Yeah, he just says everything pops into his head. And it, it happened over and over again. To the... Uh, desk lady at the cabins. You said something about where they were, that they were going to a sex shop in St. George. Yeah, and I said, that's like Mormon territory. That's, that's, They're know. in the heart of Mormon territory <laughs> yeah. there? What was What tells you that? What is that from? Uh, Sister Wives. Mm. That's where they're all from, is that area. Really? That's where they go back to to go to college and stuff, because mm. it's Mormon. Well, she said she grew up in a Mormon place right i thought it was at least good that they were together and laughing and singing and playing i thought that that was at least right. encouraging they spent some nice fun time together you get some time in the car singing the sex shop thing was a bit yeah. much and you know you expected Asuelu to act 12 right and he did and uh what i thought was funny was on the intro to pillow talk about this episode where Alexi said, see, that's why I can't go to that place. It, uh, what did he say? It makes me feel inferior. Inferior. (laughs) That was ridiculous. Well, they go in and, you know, Asuelo still, they talk about having a good time. They're probably told by the producers, hey, let's talk it up a little bit about the trip. So they ask Asuelo how it's going to go. And he talks about the toy. Yes, of course we're going to have fun. That's why we brought all the toys. And then afterwards, he says, we used all of them. In front of mom. <laughs> he just doesn't get it. I was, I felt hurt at her reactions for to the cabin. The cabin, yeah, that was bad. Now, it's not the type of cabin we'd want to go to, right? Yeah, we like it secluded. Yeah, but like still. no other cabin at all. But period. there's nothing wrong with it. 
I mean, she said it reminded her of her camp days growing up. And one of the pillow Mormon. talk commentators said the same thing. It looks like camp. Yeah, so I wasn't. I felt kind of hurt. Yeah, for she a sway didn't need to to be so negative and act disappointed. Well, here's what I got. He they, put a effort into it, and when he opened the door, and there was the rose petals and the heart. Oh, that was on the fine. Bed, I mean, that was sweet. It was the first cabin where she kind of went through there almost with white gloves. Well, uh-huh. I hope you brought some bleach. Right. Like, you want to go look back at when mom opens the van door. Yeah, she's just trying to You be open the van door and there's just crap everywhere. You know, they joke uh-huh. about, I guess people want to make a front about being clean freaks or neat freaks, but. But they're really not. Take a look at the floor of their van or the floor under their couch. Take a look at that. Right. See cigarettes or whatever you're going to see. <laughs> I thought that, um. You know, it's the effort that matters. It's that right. he tried something. And, right. and, and he I did think, it without any help. Right. Maybe the producers probably helped him. They may have even laid out the room for him. When would he have gotten been able to get there to do that? Well, he probably paid them to do oh, it. Okay, that's fine. I guess that's good enough. If, it, if he'd have done it, it's, the toys would have been laid out on the bed or something. Yeah. But that's something he arranged. It's like when you get a penthouse suite and you arrange to have a bottle of champagne there or... You know, candies or whatever. I'm thinking the producers helped. Kalani hit that whiskey pretty hard. Yeah, what's the deal with her? I thought her issue for not being able to be away was that she had to breastfeed. Yeah. I guess those kids are going to sleep well at night. I guess so. Everybody's going to get some of that whiskey. (laughs) Be drinking more of that. That would have been a good idea. Should have thought about that. (laughs) So they're sitting around the next day. They're sitting around the fire. And you remember when they were in the restaurant, they were on a date, and she pulled out some exercise that yeah. they were supposed to do. And that exercise was to write down the things that we want to change about the other person. Yeah. That was what she did there. Yeah. And we said all along that her bringing up these little exercises, these therapeutic things. Well, that was the things, last one. It are not really the right time when they're trying to have alone time together. Why not positive? It's supposed to be bonding, not being critical so of each other. they spent two minutes staring at each other and then say the one thing you want to change about the other person. She went right back to it again. Right. Instead of a positive, she right. went negative. Why not tell me the thing you like most about your partner? Right. How about that? Find a way to make it positive. What's a good thing? That that didn't blow up is almost a miracle. Yes, I was waiting for it. I just thought it was well, really going to go south. Well, I think we saw a little bit of a sway loose problem that that I think he thinks that she thinks that he's, he's dumb. He's stupid, yeah. And, and you, she does kind of talk to him like he's yeah, stupid, like he's 10. He does do some dumb things, right? The running off with the bus. There's just... right. Maybe him running around in a Bigfoot monster truck shirt. <laughs> you know, I get it. He bouncing around on the bed at the model home. <laughs> I, get, I get it. He does some stuff like that. She hates him talking over her. He can probably get a bit, you know, he kind of stands up and stands over her when they get upset. Uh-huh. So. She, the big deal here is she feels she needs to tell him about the lawyer. Yeah. Everybody gets all honest. I'm not up for keeping secrets but i don't know you said right away that if it's on her brain and she's got to talk about it right you got to get it out there right you don't want to feel like you're hiding something or not being completely honest if you're trying to fix things then come out with it Hmm. 
So I was glad to see at least that she's not trying to go behind his back because she did. Most certainly. So she's fessing up. With dad. I think we finally, I'm glad this episode, we finally find out the source of Angela's smoking problem. <laughs> oh my gosh, that Michael is, is the scapegoat Michael. for everything bad in her life. I'm so tired of hearing her I'm a fish. I am really tired of it. It's terrible. He hadn't done anything to her. And the fact that he's not calling as much is supposed to be a consequence to her for continuously not considering his opinion in anything she does. It is a partnership. It's not she's single and he has to go along with it. So, you know, I can't blame him. And all, then she blames him then for not calling and checking on her like he doesn't care. Hey, all, like he's the source of all of her problems. <laughs> she's the one who doesn't care. She doesn't care two bits about what he thinks. At all. And that he doesn't just step in line and agree with her. Right. Then he's the cause of her problems. Right. Your problems are you don't agree with everything that I say and do all the time. You don't fall lockstep in. I can see Angela's problem, though. She's homeschooling, evidently, five kids. <laughs> Not really homeschooling. What? <laughs> How did she get those kids to sit in front of... I only saw four of them, though, by the way. How did she get four of them to stay sitting... They had to be strapped or glued to the chairs. One, they're younger. <laughs> We're not, we have no teenagers in the bunch. <laughs> Let's <laughs> note that. Right. Nobody's on their phones when they're supposed right. to be in school. The doctor, she has a phone conversation or a, a Skype call or a Zoom call with the, with the doctors. And they're not happy. She's smoking 10 cigarettes a day. Yes. She's killing me. But it's Michael's and fault. And herself. It's Michael's fault. And then the doctor says, well, Michael should be more supportive. Oh, that... I couldn't believe that. Didn't that just burn you out? Yeah. Of course, they only know what she tells them. Of course. So, of course, they think that well, because that's Dr. the Well, Dr. Obang, she's didn't given. he called Michael? Right. And he gave him crap. And sometimes I get tired of Angela. The whole edible thing. Everybody, look, she's no idiot. She knows what edibles are. Right? Yeah, I mean, she's got a daughter in jail. <laughs> yeah, she knows what that'll be. And she's been on, uh, what was it, Maury Povich yeah, or whatever? She's no... Yeah. Edibles, condoms, panties. It's like, you know. She's just trying to be Those funny. jokes are getting really yeah. old. And you notice she's throwing those jokes at these doctors, and right. they're just stone cold, straight faced. Right. It's not even that. Maybe that plays in Georgia. But it's not playing in California. Or trash talk. Yeah, it's just not happening. Her southern charm isn't like that. <laughs> so she's going in for hypnosis. Doesn't go over so well in L.A. Yeah. Said, she says she has tried everything she in the book. She has not. She hasn't tried anything. <laughs> she should try putting the cigarette out and not lighting the next and one. And not putting the cigarette out on her floor. Right. The internet's a buzz of her trashy floor. And those cigarette butts that are down there. You think she just knocked something over? She probably knocked yeah. the ashtray over while she mm -hmm. was on the Skype call. And because she was on camera, she couldn't pick it up. Trying to, Yeah, she's trying to probably hide her cigarettes. <laughs> probably. She still has that face covering on. So now we go back to the face covering for some tooth abscess. That's back again. Yeah, that's what she said. That's what we saw on the tell-all. Well, I saw... Well... We'll get into that inside scoop, I oh, guess. Oh, okay. Well, that's crappy. But Angela says that, 
at um, according to Michael's family, because she smokes, she's like Natalie, and Michael's family thinks she's a hooker. <laughs> because I guess um, women of the night, that's what they do. <laughs> they smoke cigarettes. So, I mean, the I don't know, kind of the hypnosis dude, the hypnotist, his voice was kind of soothing. It was. So that was kind of nice. I felt a bit calmed by it. Yeah. Yeah. They get all done, and she says, I could have quacked like a duck if he would have asked me to. <laughs> and then, of course, she doubles down. I'm starting to think she just has a thing for doctors. Yeah, I think so. Or anything that moves. <laughs> mm, yes. God help him if he, Michael, messes this up for me. That's what she said. And then she goes, the preview for this, is she's going after his phone, trying to put a tracker on his phone. Unbelievable. What's she going to track? How's she going to know where that is? Where in the world do you think in Nigeria it's going to show where he's at? Maybe <laughs> he, on the boat. he's in Nigeria. <laughs> on the boat with the ladies? <laughs> is it Google Maps? She's going to be able to use Google Maps and find out what address he's at? How accurate do you think the location services are you in can Nigeria? Maybe get some satellite locations. That's of what? About it. Some oh, coordinates. My word. She's lost a lot of weight, though. She has. She has that. This shows forty pounds. Hundred pounds, I heard. Forty pounds is what they show here, but we know there's more to yeah, it. Yeah, I than read that. today a hundred. That's a lot. Tiffany and Ronald. Thankfully, not a lot of them this time. Although we start out the show, did you and you, did you see the beginning of this? Of uh, Tiffany and and the kids spray painting uh, a no. stool. No, I wasn't in watching their apartment. They're spray painting in their rental property. Oh my goodness! Not the sharpest tool. Yeah, should. this is not what you want from renters. <laughs> no, it is not. Spray. Well, you can be pretty pretty specific. You can be pretty accurate with a can of spray paint. No, you cannot. Wait till the AC kicks on. It starts blowing the, the paint <laughs> everywhere. Cuban Christmas. That's what they're doing. It's cute, everything. They talk about drinking a lot of beer. Yes, they do. And Ronald wants them in South Africa for Christmas. Of course he does. It's and Mom is all upset. Kids. Oh, no, we want you here. What is it with all these overbearing parents? Mom just... She just keeps pounding. Ronald wants, says, she said, well, Ronald wants us to stay for a while. <laughs> and she, mom doesn't want that, of course. Right. Well, I guess you ought to figure out if you want Ronald in your life. Try out the goods and see if this is what you want forever. Even though it's not like they're engaged anymore. You don't try out the goods if you're engaged. Right. I mean, if you're engaged, this is when you try out the goods, I guess. Yeah. You're married. That's what I kept saying. Have the, kids the together. The trial period's over. And you should be in South Africa with your husband. If you can. The father of your child. <laughs> It'd be different if you had a plan. Right. The two of us have gotten together, and this is the plan. And you stick to it, then there's an issue. But I, right. they're not. They don't really have a plan. No. There's not a, a great big, and neither of them are probably good plan followers. Right. But no one can fault Ronald for wanting or expecting them to come spend the holidays with him. He's away from his kids. Sure. You see that Tiffany and her mom are just planning on this thing failing. How can right. we show, or how can we make sure that this fails? <laughs> and she's like, Tiffany's like, well, I want to make sure that Ronald checks all of the boxes 
And I said, all of them. That's well, you said, well, who checks all the boxes? All of them. Right. And, Other than and I said, there's only one the box person checking's over. She's already decided they're married. Only one person on this planet that has ever gotten all their boxes <laughs> checked when they were looking for a spouse. <laughs> And that is you, because of me. <laughs> Aren't you funny? Right? No. No. What? Most of them. No. So it's still. So it's still. Possibly all, actually. No, it's but. still. No, it's still not all of the boxes. I could be a little taller, right? I guess. I could be a little more funny, right? I could joke maybe, a bit more. Maybe a little more romantic. What? I, I would say that I would like maybe tone. be the one. So box is that what we need? A cabin? Did, we didn't check. A cabin and a sex shop? Is that no. what we need? That's romantic. A cabin's good. I'll pass on the rest. Oh, nothing. That's for the butt, he said. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's for the butt. <laughs> Please don't go anywhere near my behind. <laughs> check off all the boxes. My favorite, I think, because I think it was, we knew it was coming, Brandon and Julia. So I liked, Julia seemed real here. They're on their way to the party. And I happened to recognize where they drove past. Remember in Richmond? You remember when you drive through Richmond, there's that, um, I think it's that uh, big, long cigarette box that's, that is um, in front of the, I think it's the R.J. Reynolds or whatever it is, uh -huh. the, that plant. Uh -huh. I see them drive past it, so at least I knew where they were. Um, they joke about going to the party and having fun. And she says, well, maybe fun for you, not fun for me. But she, And you saw a sense of reality from her. I'm just going for the food. Yes, that was fun. I like to eat, she says. You wouldn't look at her and know that that would be the case. About right. her enjoying food so much. She just doesn't look like the type that would do it. Right. So it's, I would be the type, though. Sure. <laughs> Go for the so they made it pretty clear. Last week, when they talked about having this 70th birthday party for Ron. They were very clear. Very clear to do nothing. The most they were going to let them do was have a toast. A toast. And that, even that was hesitant, but said, okay. Well, I guess that would be okay. Were they pretty clear? They were very Were clear. they adamant? Would you say yes. adamant about? Were they, they clear on their decision? Yes. Yes. So they go in here, and Julia looks happy. She says, oh, this is nice. This looks very fun. It didn't look very fun, by the way. Just a bunch of old people sitting around mm -hmm. chairs. But it doesn't lead me to think that Julia is quite the party person, like <laughs> we thought she was, if she thought this was fun. So they go right in there, and you see it on the wall. Streamers yeah. about just, just married. married. And then they bring out the cake. And, and then out comes the marriage officiant. Oh, so that's when. <laughs> and then the speech. I think it, that's when. It really when, became about them. Yeah, it went too far. I don't know the time frame. Ron's cake was still there, so they were doing both cakes at the same time. So I felt uncomfortable. Yeah. And you remember we talked about Natalie overreacting. I do think that Brandon and Julie overreacted here. Well, I mean, I get that they were upset. I think leaving his birthday yeah, party was wrong. I do. I think that's what you would expect. And embarrassing his parents yes, by did. walking out of a party that everyone thought was mostly for them. You At that situation, you go, how would Yara handle this? Yara right. handled it. She would be mature and she'd address it later. Go outside and give Joby some crap. That's right. what you do. And I could see maybe pulling mom aside. Like he did. Right. And then but Julia was the one that decided that they were leaving. And she could, grabbed him. And they could and have even left. been adamant about we're not participating in any more of this. 
So if you don't stop drawing attention to us, we're going to have to leave. Hmm. They could have said that. Giving them an ultimatum. Right. Hmm. Make this just about dad. Because they raised the level of everything. They did. By walking out, it was very immature. And I'm sure that left Betty, the parents to have to answer questions yeah, that were awkward. And so that was kind of weird. It made them look bad rather than letting her let it sink in that she'd actually done something wrong. Because she was not seeing that even after he talked Because now him. the reaction is yeah. about their reaction instead right. of what. And everyone's going to be, oh, poor Betty and Ron. They, they were so nice. Mm, all they right. did was get him a cake. And right. Have have our wedding official there. Right. Brandon says, I'm tired of being treated like a child. <laughs> I love it, Betty. I didn't think you were that adamant about it. It was pretty clear. <laughs> And we knew when they said it, we knew what was going to happen. And I looked at you and I said, it's so clear that it is way past time for them to leave the farm. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. It's time to get out. Mom is too involved. And so I think what upped everything was that little round table that they had on the back porch in front of the hot tub. You saw a different side of Ron. Yes. That I, I didn't I didn't like that guy. No. At all. Um, they were all aggravated about the party. And, and they said it. And they were probably right. But I think Ron giving them a business about the money. And he's never paid bills. And yeah. he doesn't know what his... Yeah. Nobody's ready. Nobody's prepared. Nobody's prepared. You know how you get prepared? By doing it. You think that you're prepared. And then you go out and you find out what it's really like. And you figure it out. And then... Well, nobody does this anymore. But then you're trying to find food out of change that you're digging up out of your car. And your sofa cushions. <laughs> right. Or, or somebody else's sofa cushions when you're at their house. <laughs> or somebody else's car when you're in the passenger seat. Or, because, be, and you get really skinny. Yeah. That's how it works. Or you're hitting your friend up but, for, hey, are you done with those fries? But Ron, <laughs> Ron was mean. Yeah, you're going to throw that away? Yeah. Is that shed meat that we're eating? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that hoarders. We saw that hoarders yeah. thing where they were talking about the people with the food issues. Gross. Yeah, that's gross. Ron was just mean. Yeah, he was. You could tell he was angry, and and he gets a little snippy. Yeah, I think both of them get really ugly when they're mm. feeling defensive. Betty tries the guilt thing. Ron just goes for me. Jugular. Yeah. It's um. But he said, "Good we, luck." We have learned some good interesting luck out on your own things about Brandon, and we'll get into that in yeah. I the think inside scoop. It shows a bit. Maybe Ron's. I don't know. Maybe not that far out of line. They may have bailed him out of some trouble at yeah. some point, once or twice. But if that's the attitude that you're going to get in the house, I think you can see how uncomfortable Julia is, and it's a bit of the same thing you feel about how uncomfortable Natalie is. Yep. If you don't have, if you're in a place like that and you don't have an advocate. You have no allies. Everybody, even if everybody isn't against you. That There's I, no one for you. Right. And I think sometimes you would feel that it's me against the world. Right. If everything I've got, I have to defend myself, defend my position. To finally, Julia may be finally relieved to have Brandon, it seems like, 100% on her side. That this was right. it. I don't think Julie is that upset about how this went down. Right. 
because she got the support she was looking for. Finally, it took the Brandon. time, but she's finally going to do it. And I think Ron and Betty, Betty still seemed like upset and surprised that they aren't going to be running the farm when they're old. Right. And um, after Brandon explained how upset he was and how bothered he was, Betty turned around and said, it's all Julia's fault. Yes. Julia made him was say that. Was it like this before Julia He doesn't Julia really feel like that. <laughs> and maybe it's Brandon's fault for not ever coming out and telling them Fessing up and being honest it. that he has no dream for being on the farm. I see a little of our, maybe even our oldest son in Brandon, right? Gonna do what he can to get by. Right. Probably not a whole lot more. He's just gonna make it. Right. If it's extra, you may have to get him three quarters bit. of the way there. Right. And then he'll take care of it. He'll right. feel accomplished when he does something. Yes. But it's still at a point where... He has to work at reaching a goal. <laughs> yeah. Even having a goal. Right. He, he's, he has to be very purposeful about it because it doesn't come natural if, just to work on it. If there was no Julia, Brandon could have been 40 and living at the farm. Right. And probably would he even have taken over the farm when everybody... It'd yeah. Been whatever even it though takes, he didn't really want to. Whatever it takes to get by. That's it. Well, that's it for us for All Shook Up. We never even talked about what All Shook Up was. Yeah. I don't get it. Maybe Patricia. the being shaken up about the party. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know who comes up with these titles. It gets worse and worse. We have better ones. All Shook Up would have been <laughs> Jova and Yara getting married with Elvis in person. That should <laughs> right. have been All exactly. Shook Up. I don't, I don't know. No telling. Yeah. I guess... For us, that's it. We have Inside Scoop, Volume 45. We've got Mike and Natalie. We've got a couple of things with Jovi and Yara. We'll probably talk a little bit about Angela a bit more. Interesting scoop on Brandon. Yes, very interesting on Brandon. Oh, we have some of the our old classics, some of our old favorites. Ashley. Ashley, Paul and Carini. And we said Brandon, and I think there's some, some Tiffany news in there. So stay tuned. You've been listening to 90 Day Fiancé, Coupled with Chaos. If you'd like to hear more from Kelly and Steve, look for their other podcast, Coupled with Chaos, in any podcast player. If you have any questions or comments, they can be reached at coupledwithchaos at gmail.com. They can also be found at Coupled with Chaos on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.